0: Jesus is at the temple courts he is teaching in Matthew 21:23 to 32 that's our passage for today i was wondering what my wife was doing I thought she was coming to tell me I'm reading the wrong passage. (laughs) The other day, Jesus cleansed the temple. He turned the tables and he said, this house shall be the house of prayer, the house of worship. And you've turned it into a den of thieves. The chief priests and the elders were unhappy when Jesus did that. Because the chief priests and the elders are the ones who were allowing people to use the temple as a place for their business. And they were making money out of it as well. The chief priests and the elders are in charge of the temple. They are in charge of all the operations of the temple. They actually shape the worship of the nation. They are the religious leaders. Everyone looks up to them. And so, the following day that we read here in Matthew 29, I mean... 21 from 23 Jesus is back again at the temple teaching this time the chief priest and the elders come to him with a question and they ask him by what authority are you doing these things who gave you this authority They are not just asking about the teachings. They are asking about everything that Jesus has done in that temple, including the turning of tables and chasing people away who are doing business in there. By what authority are you doing these things? The chief priests... And the elders, they know that their authority is from God. So, they see Jesus as someone who is against what they are doing. You should know that as far as the chief priests and the elders... Jesus is, to them, a liberal concerning the law. He doesn't go according to the requirements of the law that uh, that they understood of. They consider themselves to be conservatives. So if they were living today, probably they would be Republicans. Who gave you this authority? And Jesus knows that this question is a trap. He knows that they have been resisting his ministry, and they are looking for a reason to kill him if he goes ahead and tell them and answer them and tell them my authority is from God, and this is something that he has been doing, they would accuse him of blasphemy. So Jesus decides to play with them. They think that they are giving him enough rope to hang himself. And so Jesus asks them, a question. He says, I will ask you one question. If you answer me, I will tell you what, may oth- what authority I am doing these things. John's baptism. Where did it come from? Was it from heaven or from human origin? So Jesus understands that John was believed to be a prophet of God. John is the one who had come to make a way for Christ. John the Baptist is the one that introduced Jesus to his public ministry. He baptized him. In John chapter 1 verse 29, John the Baptist points people to Christ saying, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. There is no way you can accept the ministry of John the Baptist and deny the ministry of Jesus Christ. So Jesus poses this question to them. And the chief priests and the elders come together, and they have a short discussion about the answer they were going to give. And they say, if we say that John the Baptist, that his baptism came from man, we will raise a rebellion. There will be an uproar because everyone knows that he was from God. But if we say that he is or he was from God, his ministry was from God, then he will ask us, why didn't you believe him? So they don't want to be, to be held accountable. If they accept that John, John's ministry was from the, from the Lord, they will have to be accountable. So what do they, do they do? They decide to say, we don't know. They choose ignorance in the face of the truth. They come to Jesus, after discussing it among themselves, and they say, we don't know. And Jesus responds, he says, neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. And then he tells them a parable. Now, first, I want you to know that this passage I'm preaching from is actually a lesson that was prepared by one of our connection leaders. These three weeks, I'll be preaching from the lessons that have been prepared by our connection connection branch leaders. So this is one of them. And then after these three lessons, we will start the book of Acts. I just want you to know that so that if you want to appreciate them for it, you go ahead. They are doing a wonderful job. So Jesus tells them a parable. And this parable is meant not only to answer their question, but to address the deeper need that they have. And he says, what do you think? In verse 28, there was a man who had two sons. He went to the first and said, son, go and work today in the vineyard. In verse 29, the son said, I will not, to his father. But later he changed his mind and went. So the first son here, his first response is not the one that the father wants to hear. I can't imagine my son saying, I will not. And still expect to have dinner in my house. But this is how the first son responds to his father. And then the father goes to the other son. So the son that says I will not later changed his mind. He changes his mind and he goes and does what the father had asked him. The second son, the father went to the other son and said the same thing. And the son answered, I will. But instead, he started playing video games. <laughs> he never did what the father asked him to. Two sons, same father, same command. Different responses. Jesus poses this parable to the chief priest... And the elders. And then he asked them, which of the two did what the father wanted? And they all answered, the first. The first son. Yes, he said no, but he later changed his mind. And Jesus said this. And this is where our lesson is. Truly, I tell you, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. For John came to you to show you the way of righteousness, and you did not believe him. But the tax collectors and the prostitutes did. So Jesus is saying, the people that you look down upon are going ahead of you. Not because you didn't have a chance. You had a chance, but you never took it. Tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God, not because they are tax collectors and prostitutes, but because they are believing the message of the kingdom. They are accepting what is being presented to them from the Lord. And Jesus is telling them, they are going ahead of you. You guys, you are here, you have the message, but tax collectors, those people that you want to avoid, that you think are sinners, they highly unlikely are entering the kingdom of God ahead of you. Jesus is telling them, you are like the second son. You are like the son that says, yes, I will do it, but you don't do it. You appear like you love God, but you don't. You are like the second son. And then he says, even after you saw this, even after seeing that they highly and likely are accepting this message and are being transformed, you did not repent and believe in John the Baptist. So Jesus is saying to them, what you are doing here to me Is the same thing you did to John the Baptist. You know, the most painful thing here is that the people who claim to love God, the people who claim to believe in God, the most painful thing here is that it is Christians who are rejecting the authority of Christ. It is people who claim to be righteous that are rejecting the authority of Jesus Christ. That's the most painful thing. You know, if we look for reasons to stop us from being faithful, we will find them. If if we look for reasons to stop us from fellowshipping with others, we will find those reasons. If we look for reasons to stop us from loving someone, we will find those reasons. If we look for reasons to stop us from reading our Bibles or even praying, we will have so many reasons. There are so many reasons to stop us from being faithful to God. But all the reasons that we can come up with, not to love others, not to be faithful in others, our walk with Christ or even not to give our tithes and offerings faithfully. All the reasons that we can come up with are not the real reasons. The problem with the chief priests and the elders here has nothing to do with what Jesus is doing. It has everything to do with their lack of submission to Jesus Christ. Every reason that we may come up with not to be or to do what the Lord wants us to do has everything to do with our response to the lordship of Jesus Christ. So we, we, can, we can blame others. We can talk about one and about two. And we can, we, we can blame anything and anyone. But it comes back to how we respond to the lordship of Jesus Christ. And if anything. If anything, our main goal as Christians is to, is to get to a point where we can fully submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. See, so we, we talk about uh, wanting to glorify God. Tell me how that looks like. You know, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a nice word, glorify. But how does it look like? Because to glorify someone is to exalt someone, is to see them bigger than yourself. And the best way of glorifying God is submitting to him, to his word. Now, God has blessed us here with uh, people from different parts of the world. We have our brothers and sisters from Rwanda. And if you've realized, when a Rwandan person greets you, they go down. Have you realized that? You've not? You see, they have come to America, and I think it, they are being Americanized. But if you observe, because sometimes they forget they're in America, and they, they will uh, go down. It's, it's a show of respect. And uh, you don't have to change. <laughs> I like it when you go down. It, it's a show of respect. They, they are showing you that we, we, we esteem you highly. We respect you. It's cultural. It's something that people learn from young age. To submit to authority submit to those who are older than you now um, in america culturally that's doesn't matter how old you are <laughs> no one cares in fact the older you get the more ignored you're going to The issue is always our submission to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. You see a Christian complaining about things, complaining about the color of the carpet, The real issue has nothing to do with the color of the carpet. I hope the deacons understand what I'm talking about. (laughs) This has nothing to do with you trying to decide which color of the carpet we need. (laughs) But I have seen churches split because of such issues. Usually, the problem is the submission to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. The lack of submission. So, what's the message here? What is Jesus saying to the chief priests and the elders? And this is the good news that we have from this passage. Remember the first child, the first son? He said, I will not do it. Then later he changed his mind. Jesus is telling them, It's not too late for you to submit. This is not about being like the first son or the second son. This is about knowing that there is still a chance. Jesus, even though he rebukes them here, he also invites them. Yes, you have resisted, you have rejected, you have been trying to accuse me, but you still have a chance. You can still change your mind. Yes, you rejected John the Baptist, and even after you saw the prostitutes and the tax collectors turning to him and believing in his message, you did not repent and believe, but you still have a chance. It's not too late to submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. So Jesus is offering them an opportunity here. It's not too late. Jesus wants us to know that it's not too late to turn to him. The first son changed his mind. That's what repentance is. It's a change of mind that affects our hearts and then it is seen in our behavior. I was telling my group on Wednesday our hearts can never accept what the mind rejects. Your heart will always accept what your mind accepts. Repentance begins in your mind it's a change of mind we see it in the prodigal son when he tells himself i will go back to my father and i will say father i have sinned against you and against heaven i don't deserve to be your son please make me one of your hired servants that was happening in his mind when he accepted it in his heart he stood up and turned around and went back to his father. Anything that you reject with your mind, you're not going to. Your heart will not follow it. When you see someone and you, are, you tell yourself stops in your mind about that person, negative stops, your heart is not going to like that person. That's why we may know a lot of things, but they're not affecting our lives because they're not affecting our hearts. If it's not in your heart, you will not do it. That's why a Christian will say, I am so busy to come to a fellowship, but the same person will find time to do something else. See how you got quiet there? (laughs) Out of the heart flows issues of life. Jesus wants us to know that it's not too late to turn to him. It's not too late to repent. It's not too late. He's telling the chief priests and the elders, you cannot fake your way to God's kingdom. You can't. It's not too late. And I would say this, If Jesus Christ is not the Lord of this church then we are wasting our time. And our worship is fake. If Jesus Christ is not the Lord in your life your worship is not worship. You are worshiping him falsely. And somebody said that Jesus is either the Lord of all, or not Lord at all. The issue is our lack of submission to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. And if we don't submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ, then we will never be the salt and light that he has called us to be, because he is the light that shines through us. One thing here, again, that I encourage people when we are worshiping God, especially through music, you are free to express it whichever way you want. If you feel like raising your hand, you should feel free to do that. Don't even care what the next person is thinking. It's up to them. Because when we gather together here, we are here for the Lord. That's why we are here. We want to worship him. So if you are uncomfortable, if the person next to you is worshiping the Lord with their hands up, the problem is not that person. The problem is you and the relationship you have with Jesus if you feel like kneeling down, go ahead and kneel. This is a free country. (laughs) So for some of you that have been feeling restricted and everything has to be done in order, I'm not promoting confusion, but if you've been feeling restricted, like you can't even raise your hands because you're afraid how people will think, what people will think of you, that ends today. You are free to worship the Lord. That's why we are here. And for those of you that have, for some reasons, you want to, but something is stopping you, it's not too late. In his acceptance speech... uh, the former president, Donald Trump, there's one thing that he said that caught my attention. He said, our system is broken and I alone can fix it. (laughs) If Jesus is not your savior, You are broken. You are lost. You are twisted. You've fallen short of the grace, the glory of God. You are a sinner and you deserve the wages of sin, which is eternal death. You deserve the wrath of God. You are lost. That's the bad news. The good news is, it's not too late. When you realize that you are twisted and turn to Christ... He is willing to receive you and to forgive you. And his Holy Spirit will come in you and he will begin to transform you from the inside. You will become a new creation in Christ. It's not too But for those of us that already believe in Jesus, we have a relationship with him. I want you to ask yourself this question. What in your life? is not yet submitted to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. What is it in your life that needs to submit to the Lordship of Jesus Christ? And you can make this your prayer request. You can turn to the Lord and tell him, God... Help me submit this area of my life to your Lordship. In fact, every time you read the Bible, and then you come across something that you know you are struggling to obey, turn it into a prayer request. Ask the Lord to help you obey His word. And so as Christians, it should be our prayer that the Lord enables us to submit to his lordship. Because left to ourselves, we will not. We will not. One of the words that we don't like is the idea of giving out control. We don't like that. And if you're an American, you don't even want that to happen. And now you come to Christ and he says, you need to. Because we are self-centered. We want to be in control all the time. So what is it in your life needs to be submitted to the lordship of Jesus Christ. Are you struggling with an attitude? Are you struggling to be faithful in one area or another? Do you struggle to Identify with Jesus Christ. It's not too late. Come to Christ. He will fix it. Father, I thank you for your love and for your faithfulness. I thank you for your people, Lord. Thank you for their hearts. Thank you for their attention. I thank you for their desire to hear your word and to want to respond to it. And Father, you know our lives and you know the challenges that we face. You know the experiences that we've gone through. And Lord, you understand where we are because you can see us as we are. But Lord, we know that you you have a better plan. You have a better way. And therefore, this morning, we come to you. And on behalf of your people, as they look unto you, and whichever way they are going to respond to this message, it is my hope and prayer that they will do so in a way that glorifies you. And I'm praying, Lord, that you continue to minister to us, that you continue to transform us and to make us more like your son, Jesus Christ, who was humble and submissive unto death. And for the sake of Southside Bible Fellowship, how I pray that you make us a church that submits to you, a church that recognizes you as the Lord and that Father through us you may accomplish all that you intend to accomplish with us in Jesus name Amen